0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here, as always. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. I'm so excited. We got a lot of things that we got to get into this week. You guys sent in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I have a few other things that I want to talk to you about. First and foremost, I got a few messages and emails from people letting me know something that I was not aware of. Otherwise, I never would have praised this person in this way. But last week I was talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter and that he's really good at his job and I loved his show and blah, blah, blah. Well, turns out in very 2020 to 2021 fashion. It, it, you know, it turns out that Dog the Bounty Hunter is actually violently racist, and this was something that was never brought to my attention. I had no idea. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been praising this man on this podcast, Um, and yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is, I'm always shocked when I find things like this out in some way. I'm always like, oh, well, that sucks. I really like this person, or I thought this was a good person. I didn't know. Um, But with him, I should have known because let's keep it real. Look at him. Right. I mean, the guy has a 47 inch mullet that is bleach blonde and he wears, you know, a bolo necklace with a silk unbuttoned shirt and, and black jeans with, with motorcycle boots and those sunglasses. I swear those Oakley sunglasses only racist people wear those Oakleys. You know which ones I'm talking about too. It's like they they're those they're like the football coach kind of Oakleys. So I really should have known there's been sometimes I mean, I know better than to mention people on this podcast. So I don't know what I was thinking. and I've said it before like I am no longer praising men ever on this podcast because every time I have, it blows up in my damn face. I'll say something nice. And the next day, somebody is arrested for something or they get accused of something. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I really can't catch a break. And last year, it was all the time. Like, do you remember last year, you guys? I think a lot of us blocked it out. But every man on earth got canceled last year. I mean, Papa John. I was like, Papa John. What? The my pillow guy? I had to get new pillows. I can't support these people. I had a pillow. I mean, everyone was just, it was every single day, every time I mentioned someone, boom. So I'm done with that because I'm not putting anything out into the universe. And I've said this before. I pray to God every night that Stanley Tucci, the actor does not get canceled because I named my cat after him. Okay. So if some shit comes out, I'm going to have to change him to Stanley something, you know, Stanley something else. But I'm sorry about that, you guys. I would never um, just be saying that Dog the Bounty Hunter is a good person. I mean, I had no idea. I really used to watch his show and I really thought he was good. You know, I, I think he's good at his job, but that doesn't mean he's a good person. But anywho, he still didn't find the guy. So it, it is what it is. I wanted to tell you guys about a few things that I watched over the last week or so. I watched both the Britney Spears documentaries, the New York Times one and the uh, Netflix one. I think if you haven't seen any of them, you can probably watch just the Netflix one and get the gist of the whole situation. It wasn't really any new developments. The New York Times had mentioned that the craziest part of it was that nobody knew her phones were tapped and they had cameras all in her house, in her bedroom, recording her at all hours of the day. But the good news is her, her father is no longer her conservator. So congrats to congrats to Britt, the poor thing, all the shit that she's been through. It, it's so unfair. You know what I was thinking about with this whole thing? I'm like, people go to jail for murder for like a few years sometimes. Or or a terrible act. And this girl for 13 years, she's been under this conservatorship and she hasn't been able to spend any of her money. There was one of the documentaries. They mentioned that they had her on such a tight budget. Meanwhile, they're all getting paid except for her. They had her on such a tight budget. They wouldn't let her buy a pair of Skechers that she really wanted. What? I'm going to tell you something right now. If I have a lot of money, because she was making probably $30 million a year at the time if not more. I don't know. I re- they gave the numbers but I forget. If I'm making that much money and you won't let me buy a pair of Skechers, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail because that's not your money. And if I want my little Skechers, let me have my Skechers. She wanted to have sushi two nights in a row. They said no to her. The way that everyone around me would die. It's just insane. This poor thing has been through so much. So I'm glad that you know, the thing that has really pushed this case along has been the support from her fans, you know, the free Britney movement and the people who go to the courthouse and they're really, really on it. Um, but it's just one of those things. It's crazy. I mean, Britney really is like an iconic person. We all remember her, whether you were a fan of her or not, she really was the one for a while. And I vividly remember Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. I vividly remember getting her cassette tape in the 90s when it first came out, her first uh, her first thing that she released. And that was like the most exciting thing. Do you all have these memories of, some of you might be too young, but if you were born, I would say the 90s was probably the cap of having these types of memories. I've been thinking about this a lot, how when we were young, we had these things that were, um, so specific that we'll never feel them again because of just technology taking over and the way everything has kind of just changed. But I remember going to the video store. Do you remember how exciting that was? Like all these little nuances that brought us joy that we'll never feel again, that specific type of joy going to Blockbuster, picking out, a. a VHS tape. That was the most exciting thing. Even returning the damn VHS tape. I used to be like, please let me put that in the slot. That was a highlight of my day. And then going to like the fact that we had stores where we would have to physically go to and buy a damn CD or a cassette tape. What? I cannot explain how exciting it was to get one new CD. And then go, go home or go sit in the car or something and try and open that shit. Those bitches never open that tape. Oh my God. The tape that shut CDs. It was like, what was that shit? What was the name of that tape? I got a leaky pipe. I could, I know I could fix my pipe with that tape. That's how strong the damn tape was. It was impossible to get it open. But then opening it up, and this is what I was going to say about Britney Spears, I remember getting her cassette tape and those pamphlets, I don't know what to call them, but those pamphlets that were tucked into the front of a cassette or a CD where you would take it out and un, like, unfold it. And it was sometimes like there was a poster in there. There was a you know the lyrics. Oh my God, let me find a CD where there is lyrics in there so I could sing along. What? Stop those were things that I really loved. We really loved just the stuff that we had. Like I love, I remember having a boys to men CD that I loved so much. My destiny's child CDs. Oh my God. And what, and those are like little things that we used to get excited about that probably seemed like nothing at the time, but I'm like, I don't remember the last time I was excited, this excited to watch a movie or whatever. And the crazy part is because we are we have, what's the word I'm thinking of? We just have so, uh, it's like we're overstimulated. So we used to go to Blockbuster, get one movie, and then we just had to watch that movie. Whether we liked it or not, it wasn't like, oh, let's see what else is on there. We have endless uh, possibilities here. Everything right at your fingertips, you know? You think of a song, in five seconds, you could be listening to it. I used to sit by my, my boombox which was so cool. I loved my boombox. box. It was like every single color and I was obsessed with it, but I used to sit there with a blank tape and wait for a song to come on the fucking radio and then press it so that it would start recording it. And then I had that on tape. We used to do that with VHS tapes too. I saw a funny video the other day of... <laughs> This girl's parents were going to watch it was like their like whatever 40 year anniversary and they were going to watch their wedding VHS this this something that they had put on a VHS and it was like 5 seconds in and the dad had recorded <laughs> the dad had recorded cops over it <laughs> I don't know why but that's the funniest shit ever it's so specific to that time where we used to try and tape shows. I remember my mom being like, oh, I'm going to tape this. My mom was on the news once and, and we have, (laughs) we taped it. I don't, I don't know where the damn tape is, but my mom was at the, on the news once. What was it? It was like someone, (laughs) stop, because I think it was like, I think someone was bit by a and I'm not laughing about it but I think someone was bit by a shark at the beach and they, interview- <laughs> and they were interviewing random people. stop. Oh my God. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I'm not laughing at the person who <laughs> was eaten by a shark. I'm laughing at the fact that they interviewed my mom. I have to figure out what it was. I know it was something bad that happened at the beach. And we just so happened to be at the beach that day at Jones beach oh my God, that's so funny. I haven't thought about that in a million years. But my mom was like so excited. You would think you you wouldn't want to be remembered that way. But my mom was like, I'm going to be on TV. And she (laughs) recorded the fucking news. Stop. No, I'm going to cry. I'm going to (sighs) cry. But yeah, the accessibility of everything is killing us. It's killing us. I used to get excited over such little shit. You remember getting your, your new pair of shoes that you, I would get like a new pair of sneakers every year for, um, for school. And this is probably our equivalent, our generation's equivalent to our parents or our grandparents being like, I used to have to walk to school in the snow and all of that bullshit. This is like what we, what we had but I remember getting a new pair of sneakers and my mom would simply not let me wear them until the first day of school, which was pretty much the torture. Like I knew I had them. They were so crispy. Why I needed to wear my new freaking sneakers. And she wouldn't let me, she would be like, you can't, you're going to ruin them, which I would have. She's not wrong. Um, and I would just like stare at them. And sometimes like at night when everybody was asleep, I would put the sneakers on and like, walk around my bedroom. <laughs> Because I could not be caught dead in the house with them, because I would have got in trouble. But, God, that's funny. And I don't know why I'm thinking of this story. For some reason, this just popped up in my head. Um, one year, I it was like when puffer jackets were really cool. This was probably 2004 or five, and I was begging and pleading with my mom to get me a puffer jacket, and she finally got me one. And, um, it was white, which who gets a white jacket and it was white. And I was, I wanted to wear it so bad, but it wasn't that shiny puffer. It was like the, it was like soft. It was a soft material and it was like down inside or whatever. And I went sleigh riding with friends and my mom was like, do not wear this jacket sleigh riding. It's going to get filthy. What are you thinking? And I was like, you can't just not, you, you can't just tell me not to wear something that I'm obsessed with because I'm going to wear it. Mom. So I, of course, against her, against her wishes, I wore the damn white puffer coat sleigh riding. During that day, we were all sleigh riding, having a fun time playing in the snow. And one of the guys that I was friends with tickled me. And by the way, if there's number one thing that I fucking hate, it's being tickled. Never tickle me. I hate it. I hate it. It's like, what? why are you making me feel this way? I hate this because you feel like you, you aren't in control. Right. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. I'm screaming. And I kicked my leg and I kicked the guy in the face and he bit through his lip. He bit through the bottom of his lip and his teeth went through his, uh, his face. And, and I don't know if I feel bad, but he did ruin my jacket. (laughs) Like, came to pick me up and uh you know I was covered in blood. So that was pretty fucked up. But anywho, you guys, I don't know why I've just been reminiscing this whole time. I I started talking about Britney Spears. I went down a, a rabbit hole here. But um what else did I want to tell you guys about? Oh, I am it, it's it's new year new me, even though it's almost the end of the year. I am a crypto girl now. I I am a cryptocurrency holder. I don't know anything about it, but I have crypto now. And because my friends are doing it and they're like, you got to get in on this, whatever, because look at how successful Bitcoin's been. If you would have bought $10 in Bitcoin, you would now have like something ridiculous, like $16 million or something. If you would have bought $10 worth of Bitcoin in, I think, 2010. So I'm like, oh, let me mess around with this, whatever. And I bought an NFT. What is an NFT, you ask? Girlie, I don't know. Don't ask me. I just know that I own one. Does it, is it nice? I don't know. But there was one that sold for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. That was a, literally a photo of a rock. It's, a, it's like a prank at this point. But And there's really no way to know if you're going to end up making money off her. Sorry if my mic keeps cutting out. But, um, you know, it's one of these things, you guys. You got to get with the times, I guess, at least try to. But it's kind of like it's I guess it's kind of like stocks. Who can really say again? I know nothing about it. I'm just doing what people tell me to do. So go buy an NFT, but don't blame it on me if you don't make any money off of it. Don't buy a really expensive one. Just buy a regular one. And don't just go buying them willy-nilly. Make sure it's like a, a suggested, like people are buying them. The, it's projected to do well. I don't know. Don't listen to me. Watch it. I, I'm going to end up making you guys um, <laughs> buy this shit. And you're like, what is an NFT? And I truly can't tell you. I truly can't tell you. But I wanted to talk to you also about... Uh, this show that I'm I'm watching. I started it last night. It's called Squid Game and I very highly recommend it. You're going to get hooked on the first episode. It's a Korean show and I just love, I just love shows like this. It's so unique in its own way. I would say it's kind of scary, but it's more disturbing scary. It's not like horror movie scary. And I've watched um, almost three episodes now because I fell asleep last night when I was watching it. But geez, it's good. And I do all that stuff dubbed. I don't, I don't watch it with the captions cause I can't focus then, but it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. I think you guys should watch it. I really do. I also thought of an embarrassing story just to continue on this nine year conversation we've had of things being embarrassing. And it's not so much the story that's embarrassing, but something that happened Um, that's very little. It seems very little, but I want to know if you guys think this is embarrassing. So this was months ago. I was hanging out with this guy for a little bit and we were hanging out one night and it was like three something in the morning. It was really, really late. And we're just talking, we're at his apartment and he's like, do you like pistachio nuts? So I go, yeah, I like pistachio nuts out of nowhere. And he's like, I'm kind of, I kind of want them right now. Do you want to go get them with me? So I was like, sure. So we walked to 7-Eleven that was by his apartment and we're in 7-Eleven. And that's, what's embarrassing. Like being in a store with someone that isn't your boyfriend or your husband, someone that you're not really in a relationship with. It's so weird because you're like near them and people like, I feel like it's just such a weird, I can't really explain it but, and then you like are next to them when they're buying stuff. It's like, what? I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to be here. Being in a store with somebody when they're buying something and you don't really know, like you're not close with the person. It's bizarre because you're just standing there. Like I am your kid. I feel like I'm your kid, you know, but we (laughs) so stupid. This is just like another part of the story, but we walked in and he was one of these guys that was like a fitness guy, which ugh, goodbye. Nobody cares. But he was one of these people that like didn't care about food. He would say things like, oh, food is just fuel. And when people say food is fuel, I just want to leave the room. I hate it because that's not true. Food is the only thing that makes me happy. Quite frankly, it's the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning and, and makes me feel good and is exciting to me in my life. But he was one of those. So he was, of course, obsessed, obsessed with like nuts and seeds and shit. And (laughs) we're in the store and he picks up those big bags of pistachio nuts. You know, the I think they're called wonderful pistachios in the big bag. And he picks up four bags. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you getting all those giant bags of pistachio nuts? And he goes, you want to know what he said to me, girl? He goes, oh, you want some too, right? I go, yeah, but I'm gonna have like seven of them. I'm not gonna have a, like three bags of them. Are you insane? That may have been actually the last time we hung out, not for that reason, but I think that was may have been the last time we hung out. It was just, it was simply too much. It was simply too much for me. But okay, let's get into some of these emails. I'm done. I'm done gabbing your ear off here. Okay, you guys. So this one is called, is this worth a breakup? FMK after. Okay. Hi, Carly and adorable fur babies. I love you since girl code. You never failed to make this girl smile every Monday. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Uh, sorry, this is long, but it's worth the read. My boyfriend and I have been dating for over three years now. A week ago, my boyfriend entered his Apple ID into my phone. Oh God. We're, we're getting into this and, and we've barely scratched the surface and I already don't like this situation. Uh Oh, I just have a bad feeling about it. Let's see. He entered his Apple ID into my phone so I could watch a show on Apple TV. The next day I wanted to download an app and I noticed that I was still signed in under his Apple ID account. I suck when it comes to anything Apple. I didn't know how to sign out. And so I was going through the phone settings and ended up in subscriptions. Honest to Lori, baby Jesus. I was not trying to snoop. Well, tell me why there were two expired Tinder subscriptions. Oh, oh boy. Okay. The first subscription was for $39.99 and expired on November 2020, and the second subscription was for $9.99 and expired July of this year. Oh, boy. The old me would have gone batshit crazy on him, but my character development is beyond that now. That night, I calmly brought up to him that I just wanted to hear him out. Of course, he quote unquote doesn't know anything about that. He said he used it before when he was single, but deleted his account when we got together. He then told me that his friend, mm-hmm, it's always a friend. It's always the friend. He told me his friend used his email before in the past to create an account because he had a girlfriend and didn't want her finding out. So it could have been his friend subscribing to Tinder with his email. My gut feeling was calling bullshit. Uh, Of course, of course it was. My gut feeling was calling bullshit because his friend is single now, so there's no need for him to be on my boyfriend's email. I flat out said, look, I'm not going to break up with you just because you downloaded Tinder. As long as you didn't act on anything, I'm not breaking up with you. I just need you to tell me the truth. He put it on his family and promised that he did not download Tinder. I trust him wholeheartedly because he's never lied to me, so I took his word. My gut feeling was still not having it. So the next day, I told him to ask his friend to send the subscription receipts to prove that he's the one that paid for tinder all of a sudden he remembers now oh my god i am feeling sweaty i am feeling this is so juicy this is so juicy oh my god i'm sweating okay this is so scandalous this is so juicy girl okay he remembers now him and his friend would drink at their house and he was encouraging his friend to try dating again so he ended up downloading tinder to create an account with his email and his friend took Uh, for his friend to look at the girls on Tinder. He ran out of swipes. So my boyfriend said, F it. I'll do my friend a favor and bought the subscription so that his friend can get unlimited swipes and keep browsing. But he promised that's all they did. And it was only those two times. I was upset that he lied to me and he bought a Tinder subscription for his friend. Like, why? My gut feeling was like, mm, yeah, this shit is still not adding up. So I told him to give me his Apple ID password so I could see his purchase apps. Tell me why there was another 39 ninety nine dollar 99 Tinder subscription made in April of this year. Girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I called him out on it and he admitted that he was the one that downloaded Tinder in April, but he promised that the other two times it was for his friend and they were just hanging out together. He said he felt like I was falling out of love with him. So he was just looking to see what the dating world would be like if I decided to end things with him, bro, what? I looked through our text messages and went all the way back to the subscriptions were purchased. And tell me why all those days that the subscriptions were purchased, he was hanging out with me. We were together. He was never quote unquote out getting drunk with his friend. Again, I caught him in another lie. He finally admitted. Oh my God. This is so juicy. This is so damn juicy. Okay. He finally admitted that it was him all along that downloaded and subscribed to Tinder. Yeah, no shit. He promised that he never acted on anything. He never messaged anyone. All he did was look at girls' profiles. He swore that's all that happened. And he said that he was scared that I was going to break up with him. And that's why he lied. He also said he bought the subscriptions just to get the unlimited swipes. But that was it. If all he wanted to do was get unlimited swipes, then why not just buy the lowest subscription instead of buying the $40 one? There's so many things that still don't make sense to me, but I can't prove that he did anything beyond this. I obviously can't and don't trust him. I feel like there's still more to this because if he had a clear conscience, he would have just straight up told me the truth from the beginning when I gave him the chance. I told him I needed space to clear my head and I don't know what to do. It just sucks because now I just look at him like a creep, like, ew, you really paid $40 to keep looking at girls on Tinder? I can't trust him and I don't want to constantly be worrying if he's doing shady stuff. I mean, he didn't cheat in this situation, in parentheses, from what I know, but he did ruin my trust in him. It sucks because besides this weird crap, he was honestly the best boyfriend, so sweet, kind, never fought or had any problems. I honestly can say that he's my best friend. Aw. Uh, what would you do in this situation? Is this worth a breakup or should I try and give him a chance and continue to work on our relationship? Thank you. And then she gives a couple, a few fuck Mary kills. Okay. 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 So not only is the initial him buying this fancy subscription, first of all, if he was just trying to look at girls, which number one, strike one, if you're trying to look at girls, you download an app for that, like go on Instagram, go on wh- whatever other apps. There's plenty of girls everywhere. You don't have to join a dating app. If you're if you're joining a dating app, you're looking for something more. You're looking for something else. And I'm not buying this shit like, oh, I thought that you didn't love me anymore. So I decided to see what else was out there. Well, fuck you. Then talk to me about it or or break up with me. Why are you trying to see what else is out there to that extent? Like, that's a huge thing. And I know that it seems like it's really not. So I'm going to put it in the situation that you're under the impression, which for all we know, who knows what could have happened. But you're saying that he didn't he didn't cheat as far as you know. Um, To me, you're actively seeking it out to the point where you're buying more swipes that's shady. And it's days that you guys were together and hanging out together and he was on his phone doing God knows what. I'm not buying the bullshit. I'm not buying it because he could have, if he wanted to just look, innocently look at girls, you have eyes and can look at them in, in different ways. Okay. You don't have to jo- join a dating app for that. So I'm not buying that. And also him saying like, well, you, I felt like you didn't love me. That's he's a thousand percent gaslighting you. He's full of shit. I'm sorry. And I know that you love him and I know you guys have been together and all of this. Say he didn't cheat. He didn't physically cheat on you. If you think you'll be able to get over this and get past this and not look at him in this way. See, this is when relationships get tricky. Sometimes somebody does something or you see them in a different light and it changes the way you look at them forever, forever. And it's, you know, it's sometimes doable if it's something that happened in the past before you. We're not, we don't care about stuff like that, right? If you were on Tinder, if you were, who cares what you were doing before you and I met and started dating? But if it's stuff that's happening while we're together, You look at them in a certain way and I'm sorry, but I've dated people where I get a creepy, like I find something out like, oh, you're a creep. Bye. And then that's it. Because I know at least myself, maybe you're a better person than me. Maybe you're a different type of person, but I would never in a million years, like forget that. From that point on, all I would do if I saw him on his phone, I would be like, what is he doing in my head? And then that ends up you guys are fighting. Then he's mad at you because you keep accusing him of shit. And then you keep fighting and you're like, well, you freaking downloaded Tinder and paid for extra swipes. You psycho. You know, I don't want to have that fight for the next 20 years (laughs) because I'm not letting it go, Uh, whether I'm trying to or not. You know, there's been certain things that have happened in relationships of mine where I'm like. Oh, I could get past this, I could see past this, and I realize that I can't. And then it's not fair to either of you, you know? Even if he never makes another mistake again, it's not fair to him if you keep bringing it up, and it's not fair to you to have to deal with that and to have to view him in this way, or, or have this paranoia that was caused by, you know, you accidentally finding all of this out. So I'm really, really sorry that this happened. I've been in similar situations. I think it happens sometimes. Um, and I know that we're saying he's so sweet and he's so kind and we never fought and and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't it that I know that it matters. But at the same time, he not only initially downloaded this app, he then lied to you about it in very obscure. I mean, anytime a guy's like, oh, my friend. Yeah, OK my friend wanted to download Tinder and I gave him my credit card. What? No. So him lying about it three times before he actually told the truth would make me in particular feel like, okay, well, what are you lying about now? Because he could have just told you the truth in the beginning. You were willing to get past it. You were saying you weren't going to break up with him. He could have just been honest and been like, hey, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I just kind of whatever his excuses and just be honest upfront. But now what he has done and kind of the the hole that he's dug for himself, he has made it impossible for you to really forgive him, you know, because once you lie, you're a liar. I always say that. So you lie about things like that. It changes people's perspective on you. You know, this is a person that you love, that you chose to be in a relationship with. You should give them the respect of honesty. And that's why I'll be alone forever. No kidding. Um, All right, let's get to the next one. We're going to do those fuck married kills at the end. This one says breakup help. Oh my God. Mercury's in retrograde. Mercury's in Gatorade. Hey, Carly, and your cute little cats and kittens, I've been listening to your podcast nonstop the last month, trying to catch up on all the episodes. Your humor gets gets me through the day, and listening to your advice has really helped me get the confidence to cut people out of my life if they aren't treating me right. One of those people is my current boyfriend, which brings me to my question. What's the best way to break up with someone, and to what extent is it healthy to stay in contact with your ex after the breakup? I'll try and keep it as short as possible. I moved to a new town for university. Oh my God, she said university. She's she's from England. Wait, she said university, so she's from England. Or somewhere. She could be from Canada or somewhere else, but I'm getting an England vibe. I moved to a new town for university. This was all during COVID, which made it really hard to meet new people since the classes were all online. However, I did meet this guy that seemed really great and we've been dating for six months. The relationship was never easy. Even at the beginning, we would have these long, arduous fights about the littlest things. The relationship has become so much work. He's super whiny and very jealous. And I feel like I have to invest so much time and energy into making him happy and accommodating his needs without getting the same treatment back. I've talked to him a lot about how my needs aren't being met and he either just doesn't get it or doesn't change anything. He also notices that, We just can't make each other happy. And we've talked about breaking up being our only option. However, since we both moved into this new town and both don't really have a good network of friends here yet, we're both kind of scared to take that step. And despite everything, we do really love each other. So my question is, how do I go about pulling through on this breakup? And once I do, how much contact should I allow? I don't want to end up being his emotional punching bag without getting the benefits of a relationship, in parentheses, sex, cuddling, etc.). Thank you so much. Kiss you right on the lips. Okay. So you you guys have both decided that now, you know, that it's just not going to work out. So If you continue to stay together for whatever reason, whether it be you not knowing anybody else or whatever, you're kind of just by staying together, you're prolonging the inevitable. Um, But you know, it's going to happen at one point or another because you guys just can't get along, which I've been there, too. I saw something really funny the other day that was like, you know, you're in a toxic relationship when you wake up. And the first thing you say to each other is like, can we please just have a good day today? Like I've been there and I was hysterical laughing. I'm like, I've been in relationships like that, where you just, you see each other and we're like, please don't, can we please just go one day without fighting? You know, cause it's always something. And then when you guys get under each other's skin like that, it's like everything that these little tiny things turn into a huge, huge problem every day. And it's just like, you're making your life more difficult. So I've been there before, trust me. Um, When In terms of what to do and when to do it, I think that the sooner the better because the longer you're with somebody, I've made this reference before, but it kind of is like quicksand, right? Because you're like, oh, we'll just stay together because we just moved here. Right. And then, oh, well, his birthday's coming up. I'm going to stay for a little while longer. Oh, it's the holidays. And then it's always something that's going to keep it's just easier to stay in the relationship. Sometimes it's more convenient and it's more comfortable, but you're both new to this town. I'm sure a lot of other people are. If you just started school there, there's probably a bunch of people that are in the same boat as you. And I always ask myself the question when I'm in these situations. And the question is, is this worth my sanity? If the answer is no, then cut it loose. It's really, really that simple. Like I've loved people. I've really, really cared about people and wanted to be with them and, and want to make things work, but you are simply not worth my sanity. You're just not, nothing is, you know, it's really not. So the longer you stay in, the harder it is going to be to get out. So to me, rip the bandaid off whenever you're feeling, when you're feeling this way, when you know, for a fact that this is a choice that you want to make. Right. And when it comes to talking, you guys know, I'm friends with a lot of my exes and I have, you know, we all respect each other and, you know, have, have nice friendships for the most part. I'm close with one or two of them, but, um, the other ones were friendly and it's whatever, you know, things don't work out and it's fine. But there have been times, like if I really have cared about someone, there has been times where you break up and I don't think, depending on how much you care about someone, I don't think you should be friends right away because you kind of need to be, have that time to heal. And this person's not in your face all the time. And, you know, breakups are hard and you have to really focus on yourself. And sometimes when you're focusing on yourself, it's the first time you've done that in X amount of months or years. So give yourself that energy and that attention that you will be giving this person normally, um, treat yourself with kindness, do things that make you happy and kind of just live in a peaceful space. If later on down the road, I don't know, however long you feel when you feel like there's no more emotional, you know romantic attachment there then it's nice to pick it up and and be friendly with each other but i think if you stay in that it gets breakups are so confusing sometimes right because it's like we went from seeing each other every day or living together and for years and now i'm just supposed to not see this person anymore but they were a part of my daily life and routine it's, it really uproots your entire life um, depending on how long their relationship was. So it's tough. It's tough. And then when you see each other, there's all these emotions that come back and everything's still so fresh and you hook up and it just gets so messy. It's better to take that time for yourself. Wait till you feel like you're on a better ground. And then you can, then you can be friends, then you can be friends. But I would not be breaking up with someone and then hooking up with them right after hell. No, you know, You you're you're getting the you're getting the what is it? Why buy the cow? Well, no, yeah, yeah. You're getting the milk for free. I was gonna say, I was gonna mix up why buy the cow when you could get the milk for free, and um the other the other one that I say sometimes, Jesus Christ, what is happening with my damn brain? But you know what I'm saying. And I wish you and I wish you all the best. I know that um going through breakups is really it's really the worst. I hear you, but it makes you stronger and it makes you love yourself more. And you, you learn about yourself and you, you do things that make you happy. Cause at the end of the day, that's really, that's what we got, you know? Okay. Let's go to the next one. This one says, These are embarrassing things. So I think the next few emails are embarrassing things. This one is, it says saying goodbye on the phone. Yes, that is embarrassing. Saying goodbye on the phone is embarrassing because you don't, it's always like, okay, or, oh, okay. mm, Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye. You say bye like 400 times. So that is embarrassing. Up next, ordering at a restaurant. Yes, ordering at a restaurant is very embarrassing. It is, oh boy. Um, saying boyfriend when you're over 25 years old to your coworkers, I don't think that's embarrassing. I don't think it I, well, I don't know. I'm trying to think like maybe if you and this is no hate because I know I'm gonna get emails like I've been dating my boyfriend for you know 17 years. don't come for me. But maybe if you guys are in a relationship where you've been dating for a really, really long time, like an obnoxiously long time, like half your life, and he still hasn't proposed, I could see that kind of being like, people are waiting. So I could see that kind of being embarrassing for someone. That happened to one of my friends. She was with her boyfriend for like 10 years, and he, everyone always thought they were going to get engaged. Like anytime they would go on a vacation or something like that, she would... Everyone that she knew would be like, it's gonna happen. And that happened for 10 years. So I could see that being a little embarrassing. Uh, this next one uh says, Hi, Carly Robert and Stanley, huge fan all the way back to the girl code days and longtime potty listener, all the way from Alaska. Oh my God, I want to go to Alaska. Can I come stay at your house? Is it true that there's a village, there's a town in Alaska where there's only like a hundred people that live there and you have to take a boat? To it, I don't know. I saw I saw an article about it, and I was like, I want to live there. But then I'm like, How do you guys date? Like, how do you meet people? How do you go shopping? Because there was like a bookstore. It was some shit. Like there was a bookstore, a pharmacy, and like one grocery store. But it wasn't even a grocery store. It was like a uh, what? What is it called? This is like a pantry of sorts. But anywho, is that where you live? I want to go there. She said, this email is very unimportant, but I had to talk about the. I had to jump on the embarrassing train. Uh, Number one, level 10 out of 10 mortification. Taking your shoes off at someone's front door while everyone is watching you. Kill me, please. Bonus points if your sock gets stuck in your boot or you're stumbling. Literally, what the fuck is that? Why is this so painful? Honestly, that's so true. And I will say, putting. Taking shoes off is embarrassing, but putting shoes on before you leave someone's house is so embarrassing. It is so embarrassing because again, we're circling back to the original conversation of I have to bend over right now. I have to bend over and the entire party and the entire P pe- everyone that's in this house, even if it's just one person that's still embarrassing is going to look at my butt. And I don't want people looking at my butt. It's like there's a full moon when I arrive at your house and when I'm leaving your house there's another full moon it's like a free show at that point. You know, I don't like it. I don't want any part of it. I was <laughs> I was at <laughs> I was hanging out with this guy and he fell asleep and I you know me I don't sleep at I don't sleep at men's houses it's just not my thing. I would never do that. And, well, I would do it, but if you're like my boyfriend and I want to marry you, but not just, you know, you know, Joe Schmo. But he fell asleep and I was like, I have to leave now and I have to leave quietly. So I skedaddled, tiptoeing like I've never been so silent in my life to his front door. And I took my shoes outside of his apartment. I went in the hallway and put my shoes on because I was like, it's going to be so noisy and I'm going to be here for a long time. And if he happens to wake up because he felt me getting to the door, then I'm going to have to have this conversation. And it's just going to be so much awkward things happening at once. Like I can't get my shoe on. And then we're saying goodbye. And he's like, why are you leaving? And I'm going to be like, I got to go feed my cats. It's like too much. So I literally quietly bent over pick my shoes up, unlock the door, shut the door quietly behind me and put my shoes on in the damn hallway. I mean, who's more of a champ than me? But yeah, putting them on, taking them off. Very embarrassing. Um, Up next, exiting a public bathroom stall at the same time as the person in the stall beside you. The awkward shuffling around, waiting for your turn to wash your hands or looking them in the mirror. (laughs) that's actually so true i hate that wait when you're standing behind someone at the sink waiting for the sink and they you're like bloody mary at that point <laughs> wait no because that's so true because they're looking in the mirror and you're you're just staring. <laughs> oh, oh my god that's so scary that's so true i never thought of that but that's so Fucking true. Waiting for the sink. And I don't know if I've asked this question on the podcast before, but what do you guys do if you're leaving? If I have answered it, if I have asked it, I haven't gotten any answers. So I'm just going to ask it again until somebody answers me. But what do you do when you're leaving? Say you have a single bathroom stall and you go in and it smells really, really bad when you go in there. Like, just like if you go to a restaurant and there's one bathroom for everybody, right? It's not like a room where there's many stalls. So you go into the bathroom, it smells really bad. What is your move? Do you go to the bathroom and then when you leave tell the person behind you like, "Oh, be careful in there, it smells. It wasn't me." Or do you just immediately, this is what I do. I'll hold I will hold it in for the rest of my life. I will go into the bathroom stall if it if it smells, I immediately leave. I immediately leave to the point where like, there's no way that you could have thought that I even farted in here. Okay. Like, I don't even want you to think that I was responsible for that at all. And I'm very dramatic when I'm leaving, I'll cover my face. I will cover my nose and I will leave. Like there was a nuclear explosion in there and I'll run for the hills and I leave. And I go, I I can't even, I can't even, and I leave. But there has been times where you're just like, "Oh my god, it it, it someone's going to think it's me." And I will say to the person that's waiting for the bathroom, patiently waiting, I'll come out and go, "It wasn't me just so you know." Because then they're going to have to go through the same drama that I went through of going in. That's the first thing you always think of. Like whoever comes in here after me is going to think that I that I went to the bathroom and it's going to be very embarrassing for me. So what do you guys do in that situation? Um more embarrassing stuff. Wow, we got a lot of embarrassing emails. And then there's another fuck Mary Kill at the end of this one. Um, let's see. Okay, so this says, <laughs> Okay. The absolute most embarrassing thing ever is getting your suitcase at the baggage claim. You see it coming, you're like, oh my fucking god, I have to smoothly grab this. And then you just yank it off the moving thing, and people are looking at you. And even worse when you grab the wrong bag. I have never done such a thing, but I have seen others do it. Oh, I've done that. My bag now, like my, when I first started traveling, I had just like a black luggage and now I have an away luggage that's blue and it has a bunch of stickers on it and stuff. So I know it's mine, but for years I had this like hot pink bag with big purple flowers on it so that nobody would touch mine. I wouldn't accidentally grab someone else's because it is so embarrassing. And everyone has the same fucking bag. Everyone has the same fucking bag. And it's so true because like pulling that thing off a moving conveyor belt and it's so heavy is a nightmare in front of people because everyone's looking at you when it's your turn to get your bag. Everyone's looking at you. And there's been times where the bag slowly passes me by and I have to run after it. Or I run a little bit in front of it so that I can get ready for the grab. It's a nightmare, really. The runners up, she said, are going through the drive through alone. Oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Being at any fast food restaurant and ordering food alone to me is embarrassing. I make it like I'm bringing it home to people. I'm like, oh, you know, my kids are going to want got to keep the kids happy. You know, they don't they're just they want McDonald's. So I get like a happy meal as a grown woman. And then she says, ordering coffee you've never had before. That's actually really true, too, because at least where I live, where some some of the coffee shops where I live, they are so damn mean to the customers. They are so fucking mean to me. And I don't know why. And I'm always so nice. I'm overly nice to them. Because I'm like, what is going on? But there are these like hipster, wacky hipster places. I usually make my own coffee, but a lot of them are freaking mean. And then I'll be like, "Oh, do you have a Oh my god, there's one by like a little a little away from my apartment that I went into and I was like, "Can I have a iced oat latte?" And they were like, "What kind of coffee or what kind of espresso?" And I'm like, "Uh regular." Because I don't And then the guy goes, "I wonder if I've told this story on the podcast before." But the guy goes, "From what country?" Like he was mad at me for not knowing what country of origin, the coffee beans that were about to be my coffee, like in what world would I be walking and be like, Hey, what's going on? Iced oat latte, Brazil, fucking asshole. What country? I don't know. America. We're in America right now. Is that what you're asking me? What country are we in? Like, what is this? I got so mad about that. I'm like, what do you mean? What country? Do you know how small your penis has to be to ask a girl that question when she just simply orders a coffee and you are a barista? Don't, don't, don't be mad at me. I don't know. You're the professional. Surprise me. Anytime a professional person in any, in any realm is like, oh, what they're asking me sp- specifics. I go, you're the pro. I can I don't know anything about it. I like coffee from 7-Eleven. Yes, those things are all very embarrassing. Um, And let's see. Okay, so this one says... On the subject of embarrassing things, I thought I would share with you one of the most cringy experiences I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Let me set the stage. It is late August. I work in a middle school. It's the first week of school, so I'm dressed all fancy. You know how you have to impress sixth graders. Why do teachers all do? This is still a mystery to me. But alas, I, was, I wore a dress and all was going well until around 10.30 p.m. when I started to feel a breeze on my lady parts. Oh no, was the dress in your butt crack? No, Oh my God. Okay. Let's read on like more than, uh, I'm just in a dress breeze. It felt like my whole cooch was out to the world. I tried nonchalantly recovering it, uh, with my nude athleisure thong in front of class full of eighth graders, but to no success. Meanwhile, all I could think of how stupid it must be, but my own damn underwear, to have put my own damn underwear on wrong this morning. The bell rings and I waddle my way to the nearest staff bathroom, pull down my underwear and please tell me why there is a rip straight across my kitty. (laughs) It looked like Edward Scissorhand tried to finger bang me. I have attached a picture of the nude athleisure panties. Don't worry. It's just the underwear off my body. It's nothing pornographic. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me look. Oh my God, girl. Wait a minute. This has happened to me this has happened to me. So it's like, first of all, I know where you got these underwear. Cause I have the same ones and it happened to me with these ones. And I took this exact picture and sent it to my friends because I was wearing jeans one day. And I'm like, why do I feel like I'm not wearing underwear? Like in what world do I not have any protection wearing jeans? You know, you know, something's not right. You know, something has gone awry. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I go to the bathroom, I pull down my pants and it's like, you know the, so you have the underwear for those of you listening, obviously you can't see, but I'm just going to explain it. It's like you have the underwear and then there's that like cotton strip that goes like right under your, your lady parts. Right. And right above that is where this thing, it looks like it was cut with scissors. I swear to you, this happened to me. And the entire part that was covering my crotch was a string. It was just one string that was holding both part, both sides of the underwear together. I don't know how this happened. I didn't notice it when I was getting dressed that day. And I was like, in what, I mean, I was not wearing underwear at that point because nothing was covering it. I was also embarrassed because I'm like, how did I not notice that my vagina was out the, the entire, I mean, while I was getting dressed, I should have noticed that, but it's just one of those things. It's like second nature. You're like, oh, whatever." oh, um, uh, okay. She said there was no making these undies function as they were once designed to AKA covering my most sensitive and occasionally leaky part of my body. At this point, it was practically just a belt. My gut reaction was I have to leave, call the office and say that I'm sick. Here's the problem with that solution. We are still in the middle of gosh, darn a pandemic Lovato. And I <laughs> And if I say I have to go home sick, I need to take a COVID test and miss the rest of the week. Option two was take off the underwear and leave it in the trash in the bathroom. But the idea of having an old male custodian find my athleisure undies in the staff bathroom made me want to pass away. So I had to keep the newly repurposed crotchless panties on for the rest of the day. Mind you, I had to interact with hundreds of middle schoolers without proper coochie coverage for the next three hours. I was just waiting for a trip. For a trip, or have some kid pick a pencil under me and boom. That's <laughs> that's me on your TV getting arrested for being a pervy teacher who wears crotchless panties to a middle school. Oh my god. Girl, the same thing has happened to me. That is so funny. It must be the same. I I swear this I took this exact photo. Underwear. <sighs> That is so funny. Okay, so her, so she gave an FMK. We're gonna do all the FMKs that people sent in today. So the first one is granny panties, thongs, and underwearless. Okay, so underwearless, thongs, granny panties. I'm killing no underwear. I can't not wear underwear. I have to wear it. I simply must because I get my period at random fucking times. I could have just gotten over it and nothing happens for a week. And then boom, I got it again. Anytime I'm wearing white, I'm having a nice day, boom, I get it again. It's just, it always goes by my like stress level. I feel like if I'm stressed, I'm getting my damn period. If I ever travel, I'm, I get my period on the airplane. I don't know why. I'm not one of these people, people who get their period regularly at this on the same time at the same time, like clockwork every month. You have your shit together in a way that I cannot imagine. I can't imagine it. So underwear is always gotta be on. So we're killing underwearless. Um, and I keep putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, but g- give me a break. And then granny panties or thongs. I'm marrying granny panties because I really, really love them. They're so comfy. You can move. You don't, you never get a wedgie. Um, and we're fucking thongs because thongs serve one purpose. Thongs serve really one purpose. And that's to not have underwear lines. But half the time I'm like, who cares? Give me an underwear line. I don't care. I want to, I just comfort matters most to me. You guys know, I always love talking about my damn undergarments. So, the first girl with the uh, who sent an email in about her boyfriend going on Tinder, she had sent in a few fuck Mary Kills. So, this one, so we're going to do a couple of these. Uh, The Secret Keepers Club Edition, shit crappens, fuck Mary Kills, or questions. Um, Oh, no, I don't want to kill any of these. Shit crappens, fuck Mary Kills, or questions. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to marry shit crappens because those stories are so funny and so relatable to everyone because we all, you know, the motto, we all shit our pants. So I'm going to marry shit crappens. I'm going to, I guess, oh, I guess I have to fuck the questions and I'm going to kill fuck marry kills, but only because I really have no choice. I love doing a fuck marry kill. And the embarrassing addition, always pooping in a public restroom, always walking in alone to meet up with friends or always ordering food by yourself. Wow. It's so funny because these were all things that other people mentioned in this episode that are embarrassing. Um, I'm killing pooping in a public restroom. I'm never doing it. I will die. Uh, walking in alone to meet up with friends. I guess I'm gonna marry walking in alone to meet up with friends because that's at least that's, between that and ordering food by yourself, that is the least embarrassing one. And then I guess I'll fuck ordering food by yourself. And then was that the last one? Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm just making sure because you never know. And I don't want to miss the fuck, Mary kills. But, okay, wait. So the other one was uh, Rihanna, Beyonce, JLo. And this might be one where I have to just kill myself because this is impossible. I get, well, I have to marry Rihanna because she follows me on Instagram and I will bring that up any chance I get. So we're marrying her. She, she would be a great wife. She's so stunningly beautiful. And she's like a billionaire. Okay. So there's really, she's the whole package and ASAP Rocky should thank his lucky freaking stars that they're together. Um, and then I guess fucking JLo or fucking Beyonce. I, I guess you got to, Oh my God, am I killing JLo? Am I killing JLo? Sorry, JLo. I'm going to have to kill JLo in this instance. And I really am not happy about that, but It is what it is, I guess. Anywho, you guys, this was such a fun episode. Thank you so much for listening to me gab and gab and gab on. I love you guys. And we will be back for the next episode next week. I hope you all have a great week in the meantime and stay well and be nice to people. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.